Hello, this is episode 220 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Rani. So this episode is a bit reminiscing. What have I learned in 12 years? So last week marked 12 years since I first got the keys to the school. Um, I first embarked on this crazy journey. I didn't get to record a podcast last week, partly because Dinky Dog had a major operation. He's managed to pull his cruciate ligament, and he's probably the world's worst patient. So having him snarling in the background is not really conducive to recording podcasts. I get asked a lot of stupid questions about starting a school. You know, how did I do it? And the simple answer is I went to Ikea, bought some furniture and rented a building. And I went back to my experience in theatre to seek out my first teachers because they would be facilitators rather than teachers. And I was very interested in creating good group dynamics in the room, which I learned an extraordinary amount from. I always describe setting up the homework club as setting up a lab space to prove all the wacky ideas in my head. And the other question I get asked by people is how many people have I worked with? And it seems strange for people that I don't know. And part of the reason for that is that I stop counting because I take clients on for life. There was a certain point where it just felt like an overwhelming burden to have that many people to hold. And I always describe my clients as being a bit like balloons. So the ultimate aim is for me to hold so many balloons at a time and for me to be able to let go of them and for them to fly off and to have no need of me. There's a sense of that being very unconditional, which really matters to me. And yes, some people have become hugely close and stayed hugely connected. But in many cases, people have just flown away. And they bring new people to me all the time. And I'm really delighted when they come back and they actually tell me how they're getting on unprompted. I think it's one of the biggest joys for me to get emails, you know, 10 years on to tell me how people are doing and the impact that it's had on their lives. It is lonely sometimes, and I miss the school. But there was a sense after a number of years that I needed to almost contract in order to expand, and that every time I did an interview on the radio, I would get a lot of messages and phone calls afterwards from, first of all, very rural parts of Ireland asking me to support their children. And I had to develop a way to do that. And so that made me think outside the box and think outside of physical premises. But I miss standing in the hall. I miss the energy of it. I miss connecting with the team every day. I miss listening to the joy and the happiness and the expression. You know, I always talk about this school corridor principle that, you know, When you go into a conventional school, you generally only hear one voice from a classroom, that of the teacher. And I loved listening to everybody's voices and the laughs and the jokes and the 
the banter and the the connection where people were explaining ideas to others in the class and rotating and moving the furniture around and dismantling the place and you know coming out to the hall to get this and that to construct whatever you know there was such a buzz to it it was such a different concept like if I stood in the hall and I could only hear one voice I was like the class isn't working and I guess 12 years on you tend to be I always tend to be in a very reflective space at this time every year I'm kind of like okay where am I at now and what have I learned since Covid the the shift for me has been to consolidate what I work with for the individual to bring that to humanity and many of the people who've been listening to my podcast since the beginning talk about the big shift between supporting the individual to this is actually what's wrong with humanity and I guess there are some very good examples that I start to think about you know the the breaking negative patterns and cycles in homes and in turn breaking those negative patterns within humanity some of the ones that I've been focusing on recently and really thinking about are the ideas of the roots of self-harm and eating disorders, the big impacts of child abuse. You know, even what I've learned from working with people who've murdered people, split personality disorders has become a kind of a hidden specialty for me over the last few years. And I've talked about this before, that increasingly I seem to be drawing more and more darkness to work with and that feels mainstream in humanity which is incredibly worrying but I think a lot of people get bogged down and maybe working with the details in those conditions and focusing on the nitty-gritty of what's actually happening and the individual case and the individual pain Whereas I always try to step out and look at the root causes and compare it back again to the influences and the cauldron of ingredients that go into creating each situation and the sort of patterns of behaviour that you're trying to change and both how those are being created in a bigger way in humanity and the bigger root causes and the the bigger sense of developing people from the inside out and from from this sense of the core and that if you can do that for an individual it then in turn has a massive implication on how we're doing that in society and so I suppose that's probably been the biggest shift for me in in, certainly in recent years, in the last three years since I started writing, is to realise that a lot of what you work with within the family and within the environment, I think a lot of people thought that when I set up Confidence Club from, from the Homework Club that it was, you know, that it was about just that, about confidence. But it wasn't actually. It was about realising very quickly that an hour spent with us in the homework club not only affected your school grades and that particular subject you were working with with us 
but it affected your whole life. You were able, if you changed the habits in an hour in one subject, you were able to apply those across your life. And you were able to approach everything differently from your family to being able to go back to, to the clubs that maybe you had dropped away from or to excel at sports or to find talents and to put yourself out there. And to do better in all of your subjects in school. And I think one of the great things about the homework club was that there was a sense of our work being validated by external people because they were going back to the school system every day and they were seeing the validation in their school subjects and in their performance changing outside of us. And so when I set up Confidence Club, it was about being able to do that without having access to you every week necessarily for you to be able to take those skills back to the home and for the environment to to be the important factor in it and to be able to feel that you were giving parents back the power and the influence over their children and to play a part in their education again, to not feel that, that that it was something that was beyond them or that maybe because they hadn't done very well in education themselves that they couldn't have a part to play and to be able to actually give the skill sets into the home. And so I guess the next step is to be able to take those patterns and those skills and to be able to give them to humanity as a whole in a bigger context and to give them to many more situations and many more people who have an influence of people and a sense of having to work with people and to mediate and to facilitate all sorts of groups of people and all sorts of campaigns and causes and to really forward that on. So yes, that, that's probably a concise sort of journey of 12 years and the last three in particular for me and a lot of what I've been reflecting on this week. So thank you.